Thanks for listening to the Stimulate Run podcast. If you like what you hear, remember to subscribe, leave a rating and a review. If you would like to get in touch or have future guest suggestions, please make contact via email or slide into DMs on any of the social channels. Here's your host, Erwin, with this episode's guest. All right, listeners, episode two of Road to Comrades and Road to Two Oceans, now we're calling it 2024. Everybody's had a decent month, but we'll hear about it. We have an under-the-radar 100K Australian champion, um, which neither of us on here knew about. We'll be asked about the weather leading in, and we should have taken the cryptic hint to ask about it. Um, (laughs) So welcome back, Marnie in Canberra and Wayne at home in Brizzy. How are you guys? Yeah, good. Congratulations, Wayne. Thank you. Good to be back. <laughs> so we'll get to Wayne's 100K and um, his month, but uh, Marnie will kick us off and tell us about how her February's gone. Yes, well, for me, February hasn't been as productive as I would have liked. Uh, I think after we spoke, um, I had planned to kick up the Ks, but the body for that week wasn't feeling that great. Uh, it wasn't completely mended. Um, so uh, I've take, had to slow it down and just easy runs and then slowly but surely um, I've been increasing the mileage, increasing the runs and increasing the um, the sessions uh, to this week. Uh, I'm up at about 130k a week. Um, I'm only allowed to run, Dick's still uh, limiting me, he's only letting me run once a day, uh, which is devastating, um, but definitely Back to where I need to be this week um, has been the first time that I've felt like I'm back on track. Uh, not injured, completely well. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been a bit of an interesting month. Yeah, I think I when you finished the last month, you kind of said that you want to be um, reaching, like, that consistent mileage. And um, I kind of saw the other day, traditionalists will pretty much say that your season for Comrades only really starts now like that first week in March um so I think like yeah well I think like my response to you is like don't stress um yeah because everybody and anybody who has a profile let's say is only kind of going right now we're starting to get into the season um so where you're at is actually perfect knowing your history as well um so, yeah, I know that, that yeah. you would still be sitting there going, oh, geez, I want to be doing this and doing that. But um, from those others who are going to be around you, you're pretty much exactly where they are anyway as well. Yeah, like I've built it up. So, uh, you know, last week I think I did two sessions and uh, only a 25K long run, but this week back up to 30K for long run, um, 20K sessions or the session that I run with um, to the total volume of 20K. Um, so I feel like I'm getting there and I feel like the body's good and I feel like I'm ready to kick on. Um, but uh, I've been hitting the gym. I took note from last uh, our last chat and really kind of up that and that has been like amazing for my hill climbing, I have to admit. Um, I've been doing, getting in the gym, doing like what we talked about, um, strengthening the glutes and the quads and the core three times a week. And I've found that over the last few weeks, I've last two weeks since I've been back properly like training not so properly because it's still only one session at one run a day but um I've really noticed a difference Wayne and I think it's definitely something that I'm going to have to keep 
probably going throughout this block. No, that's awesome, Marnie. Just listening to you there, that's yeah, that's that's the game changer there. So, no, well done. I'd like to hear that. Yeah, yeah like even today, I, you guys have to tell me because I know off air we talked. You talked about a run, Owen, and you were saying it was eight hundred meters elevation, and Wayne, you said that's not enough. Um, so I need to ask what is enough, but even today, like I've got this undulating 30 K, which just undulates the whole way. You get about 560 elevation, um, and climbing through there now that I've been hitting the gym, it's made a huge difference. Absolute huge difference. So, oh God. so there's three things that I look at for me, right? The three pillars of importance with elevation. The first one yep. is the max elevation. So a lot of people go, oh, I climbed 900 meters in my run. Yeah, but what was the max elevation? Like, what was the highest climb that you did? And it might yeah. be like 50 meters. And you go, oh, well, okay, we get it. You went over a few rolling bumps. And that's yeah. what, you know, like in terms of relative well, to comrades. Why my camera <laughs> yeah. might turn off. I'm just going to go. It's all right. Cause, and the reason why I say it is in terms of relativity to comrades, you like, yep. In a marathon, great. If they were 50 meters, whatever, you got 800 overall, awesome. However, relative to comrades, you need the long drag. So if you can get one that's 300 meters and it's a long drag and then it's going to be repetitive over time, that's what you want to be doing. Because you need to be practicing running over the hill and down runs the same. Not running to the top, walking to recover. You need to be running over the top of the hill and then running down. And getting oh, yeah, that, I'm running. You don't know. you worry. Yeah, <laughs> but that's why I always talk. Even with the sub twelve finisher, it's about what's the max elevation, um, because a lot of people will stay around the suburbs and go, yeah, climb six hundred, but it was fifty was the max. The other is okay. Times. So your... what do you reckon? Three hundred. Okay, so the max undulation was ninety meters. Of yeah, I'd be looking at if you could get something a bit spicier. That's good. It's not bad, but it's... But it's going up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah, so that's good then. So it's a, it's an actual undulating... There's no flat. Which, yeah, that's great. Oh, that ticks the box then. So it goes 85, 30, 40, 70, 20, 20. You know, it's continually. There's no... For the whole 30K. Yeah. That makes sense. There's, okay. The second but. rule for me is your overall weekly mileage times that by 10. And it should be your weekly elevation. Okay. I'm going to look mm, at that. That's a good one. Yeah. Right? That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Then the other, your long run. I've actually got four. Your long run. I'm pretty close. Okay. Your, yeah. lo- your long run times by 10. The distance times by 10 should yep. be your elevation. Right? Times by, yeah, okay. Distance times by 10 should be. Yeah. Should be your elevation for that long run. Okay. Cool. Are you close there? So would that be like 30 times 10? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm over that. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Like these are the buffers that I like to look at myself going long run as a minimum, like times by 10. Obviously, if you can get like by plenty, then that's awesome. Um, Yeah, and then, yeah, they're pretty much three. So I went the four, it's a stretch because your Monday recovery might be nice and flat. That's awesome. But... If you can get 100 meters over a 10k even, then that's yep. just extra win. Yeah, you might, your max might be 20 meters, no problem, whatever. But if you've got a rolling recovery, like, I think that's just added bonus. 
Like if you can go out on a Monday on a nice rolling recovery somewhere and yeah. you get a hundred meters worth, that's a free hit in my view. Um, so those are my elevation rules, so to speak. And I do the same for even marathon. I use that times by 10 for your overall week, um, for marathon as well, because it's added strength. Like if you can be climbing 100k a week and climbing a thousand meters plus, oh, I just think yeah. it's a it's a free win. Like you you cannot get any negative to come out of that. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I'm kind of hitting that, so that's good. And I was yeah. wondering about the long climb because um, when you were just in Canberra, so a hill that I might add in would be like the road climb of Mount Jura or Ainsley or something like that. But then my thought is like. All that down, like, I I don't know, like, all that down after, I just think, is that beneficial? And I suppose it is. And would you guys, you know, would you have multiple, would you ch- kind of choose a course that's all uphill for your long run? Or what are you guys doing in Western, like, where you guys are, Brisbane and WA? So what I did, again, I'm sorry, I'm just running in. undulation. Yeah. So what I did yesterday, because I know that the first half of Two Oceans is pretty good like really cruisy and where people yeah. go wrong with tuition is they burn their matches by going too hard early and then the heels catch them in the second half tactically yesterday i went hard on the downhills to smash my quads up yeah, yeah. because i knew i had to come back and climb so i wanted to be climbing with some pretty buttered up quads yeah um so that's just tactically the way i went about it um, and I tend to like to do that to kind of bang the quads up within control to then go, well, hang on, now you've got to climb. Um, and it's just part of the conditioning for me. So, but then there's no excuse, right? If your downhill splits are unbelievable, but then you're walking the hill, then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then that's the opposite. Yeah. So it shouldn't work that way. So it's a fine line, but Wayne's probably a bit more relative to where you're at. So his answer probably completely different. No, no, it's, it's, I think it's your, all of it, it, it makes sense, um, exactly. But for me, the most important part is obviously, um, getting to the business end. Um, yep, the elevation, you definitely need to see gains in terms of what you're doing. Um, but I mean, like for me, I'll give you examples because when I go to work for two weeks, I don't have much <laughs> in terms of, uh, I don't have access to hills. Uh, I've got maybe yeah, a, right. a little 70, 80 meter hill set. Um, but the, my program is designed in such a way um, that I'm obviously uh, I'm still able to to incorporate uh, well, well besides my gym work and my strength work that I do I make sure that I'm keeping my my glutes fired and making sure that the hip flexors are still getting a good workout so that's where my you know the bounding session comes into to all of that I make sure I'm maintaining all of that so when I get back home or wherever I am that's obviously away from work. Uh, the heel work starts to, to play an importance, uh, like, like, but the undulations. And so in terms of finding roots that are undulating, um, and making sure that when I do the heels, I work the heels, constantly work them, um, and then feel the gains that I have from then. And then moving closer to comrades, it obviously gets easier in coming them. And then to your point, Barney, I think, um, uh, like Owen mentioned, elevation is key, yeah? So you want to make sure you, because in comrades, you get heels that go for, two and three kilometers, uh, mm-hmm. the likes of Fields Hill, Bolters Hill, um, these hills, you know, keep going for long periods of time. So if you start to struggle halfway through these hills going up there, 
you know, you don't want to cook yourself too early. So, yes, you want to spend time on that. But if you don't have access to to long driving hills, uh, you know, hill repeats are, are key Owen, in 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 incorporating that into any session. So, uh, the program I'm on, uh, hill repeats are already well into it. So we're well into those. So, so he will do those. Uh, you know, they're from 500 meters to 800 meters, constant hill repeats. So hill repeats are crucial. And like Owen say, work the hill, drive it, get to the top, um, recover well, and 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 keep going. So you know, money like Owen, I think also mentioned. This is uh, this is the time now when we um, early March. This is when we obviously um, need to start cooking with gas. This is where uh, we well and truly start getting into it. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, you, you you sort of you're, you're in a good place in terms of where you need to be. Um, and I like yeah, the formulas yeah. you came up with there. Oh, those were those were interesting. I wrote yeah. it down actually. <laughs> well, I think also Wayne, like Wayne is, you'll see it traditionally, Marnie. What happens is people go first of January, he'll work. We're doing he'll work for six months. And what I like the belief of I am is you do hills in a block, mm-hmm. and whether that's like early days, eight to ten weeks, yeah, do hills, but it's short and sharp. So like 30 second heel reps and then come off that, see the gains by doing those similar reps on a flat and go, right, all of our tempos are now flat and we want to see what kind of gains you got from the undulating tempos. Like where I'm at right now is we're doing, I'm doing 30 to 45 second heels. Like this week, I think there's 20 of them, but you're not stopping at the top. You recover and stop at the bottom. So you're going hard to the top turn and your jog recovery. Because yeah. you're kind of building that, like, I suppose you're building the fatigue. That's the point because, you know, a comrade heels, like Wayne said, are the, like, 2Ks or kilometer and that builds the fatigue, but you need to tactically figure out how to run that. Whereas in a marathon, you kind of go, I can't lose any pace up here. I need to almost go to the well, get to the top and then kick on. And yeah, I think there's just so many, I'm not sure what Dick's theory is behind it as well, but. I'm sure he would have set you hills before and it's yeah, it's yeah. not every year or no, year round. I'm not doing specific hill work for this block, but yeah. everything I do is on hills essentially. So my easy running's on hills, my Sunday runs definitely on hills. I don't run Sundays easy either. Sunday's class is a session, so the last as you'd know from uh, ben Wayne, we often do a progression, so our second half of our Sunday run needs to be faster than the Quicker. first half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're often like gassed by the last five k, um, and that's all done on hills. And I've been sessioning on. I'm happy to like in a marathon block. I traditionally would session on very flat uh, loops in preparation for marathon because you don't want any any variable like anything to like impact your pace it's so hard anyway um but this block i'm committed to just doing it on undulations i don't care i just run they're doing the sessions on under undulations yeah question without notice kind of linked but not how prepared are you based on that response with the sessions on the sunday to be running purely based on feel and effort because comrades it is a feel and effort race especially up the front uh, where 100% you know you yeah. will be all feel no watch because yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, which and I think it's a funny one in comrades because, like you said, marathon you kind of go right. I've got to hit this pace because this is my goal. However, come race day, if it comes down to winning, you're going to try and bury yourself, which you will in comrades. But 
Wayne, you probably have a better answer to this, but if you're winning comrades or within medals, there's still a ceiling. You know, you're kind of sitting there going, well, they're up there, I'm here. I can't bridge this gap because I might blow in the next 5K and then I'm race over. I might go from 5th to 50th within a kilometre. Whereas marathon, because it's a more controlled and sanitised environment most times, you probably roll the dice more. I don't know. Is that just a is that a reach of a statement or? No, I reckon. Oh, they, they, like I, I, there's definitely the the difference between the two, and obviously with comrades, <laughs> uh, I've seen plenty of them burn it too soon. <laughs> so it's about getting that. Obviously, getting that right. Um, and obviously, you want to make sure that um, uh, we all know comrades in the uprun. Uh, you know how you're feeling going up fields, but obviously top of Inchanga, that's where we know uh, if we're on. And if it's time to go, that's where to go. Um, so looking after yourself and being conservative uh, is very important. Uh, and it boils down to the same adage we've heard it over the years, is that uh, be confident and respect the distance, um, but don't go out there and just sort of say, hey, hang on, uh, we're feeling good today, let's go. <laughs> So well, I don't, I don't have this conversation with myself because I'm not in this position. But so, <laughs> Marnie, let's give a pure example. If you're going, you're 30k out, and there's a pack with three, three of the other females in it, and you're sitting off it by a hundred meters. You know, what type of conversation goes through your head there to go? I need, to, I need to bridge that gap, or do you just go actually? I'm sitting off by this distance because I should be, and this is where I'm at, and I just hope that they're re- overreaching in front of me. You know, like, is that what type of conversation are you having there? Because it might be the same at a marathon. You might say, actually, this is where I'm at, and let's just hope that they blow up in front of me, and then it works out in my favour. Um, that's a really good question. I don't think I've ever gone into a marathon as a race, so just race it. So uh, all the times that I've gone into my marathons has been for a time and, like, I know that it's an upper end, like it's a it's a, a, a real push. So I'm going out at a pace that I know that I can maybe hold for a whole marathon. So if I get to 30K and I feel good, I'm going to hold that pace and if I can increase it, then that's fine, but I'm not going to do – you kind of know – Funny, every marathon I've gone through is, you know, at 21, you've got to be puff, you've got to be happy, not puffing too hard, um, and a, a little bit relaxed. By 25, you need to be feeling okay, and then by the last 12, so that from 30 on, you know, you're going to be deep in a well, and it's all about trying to hold your pace or increase it. I don't think I've ever gone, ever felt like I'd, I've raced a marathon, if that makes sense. So looking at the other girls, only running with them, I've always just gone out for time. Gotcha. Which know. is it, yeah, like, it's, it's interesting because, oh, well, I think even over the last few weeks and especially the last couple, I've heard a few debriefs of people that didn't go so well. And you kind of listen to, and I've listened back to a couple and gone, you made a call there to just chase it a bit hard. And yeah. that was like, that was part of their debrief. And potentially was that the reason, even if it was for 5k, that kind of cooked it. Um, and, you know, when medals are on the line and there's prize money and it's probably something that, and probably in the men's race of comrades a bit more because the packs are massive. Um, mm. 
but the ladies race is getting that way too. So yeah, it's probably something worth thinking about. Not yeah, I think not that I want to put things for, in your head, but yeah. If you're going for PB pace, like in a Mara, yeah, you're not racing. You're time trialing. But if you're going for a, like I've and every Mara I've done, I'm time trialing. Um, and I hope that the girls ahead just like die. That's what you. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it. You hope they've made the decision, like a mistake, um, because in a marathon block, you know what you're capable of doing. By the time you finished a Telford block, you know what you're going to do. It's not a big surprise. Yeah. You're not going to run three, four, five minutes quicker than what you have done at training, based on like your K your reps that you've done. So it's um, really clear. There might be a minute or two minutes, like either right, either way, but you're pretty clear at what you're capable of, if that makes sense. Oh, uh, <laughs> like 110% because yeah. I was having this thought on my solo long, long run today with myself going, you're not the outlier. Like a lot of people tend to go, like seem to be like, oh, I'm going to be the outlier and it's going to be my day and I'm going to run a 20-minute PB when really I was probably in three-minute PB shape, but now it's going to be four minutes the opposite way. Yeah. Um, and I think the ladies' race of comrades has become more competitive, but previously it's like one or two people who are actually going there as true possible winners, and the rest have been running for places. Wayne, like, would you attest to that? Yeah, no, that's, that's 100%. I think um, also having the opportunity to sit uh, amongst these these gold medalists who, who like Moni mentioned, you know, when she gets to the end of a block, she knows exactly. It's no surprises. Um, and when we finished last year's training block, sitting with these guys, they they knew. They said, "Look, this is what we're going for. This is this is our plan A, but this is also our plan B." Um, and obviously, we're not plan A and B went out the window last year, and just as well, they sort of work together, but. Um, yeah, I reckon it's, it's, it's obviously at that point of the race, um, when there's so much on the line, um, yeah, they, they, they put everything on the line. Um, and it's interesting that you look at the whole situation because, um, you know, today, and this is a fact, the guy who came second at Comrades last year did that. Uh, Pete put everything there. He was going for it. And today he's still struggling with the effects of what he did at Comrades. So he's, his body still hasn't recovered from that because he was, he was a novice at Comrades and he's never done anything like that. And, um, yeah, I got a message from him just last week and in talking to him, yeah, he's, cause he hasn't qualified for Comrades yet and he's, he's still, he's still hoping to do that next month. But yeah, you look at his race and, and, and he, I remember speaking to him at, at, at Nedbank camp and he said, he's coming out to win Comrades and I didn't know him and I was like, whoa, dude, do you know who you're up against in my head? Um, but yeah, in, 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 in looking at that approach, um, I don't know what his training block was. I, I, I obviously don't know Pete that well, but I don't know his training block what it was, but certainly the other lads, um, who ran yeah, from team Nedbank, um, I knew exactly what they put together and the confidence they had, uh, from chasing course records and, and, and chasing podium places. Um, they put in the work. So if you put that all in, I reckon you'd, um, you've got to back yourself. Don't be afraid to back yourself. Doesn't matter who's in who's in the pack, you can chase them. And same with money, obviously. Uh, you know, you're a novice coming into it, but if you know you you'll you'll know if you're at the pointy end, you you'll be you'll be informed. Um and you'll see yeah. all the media and, and lots of stuff around you. Um but certainly, you know, with twenty, thirty Ks to go, 
if you know there's nothing to lose and you're feeling good still there, that's when you you can go for it, you know. Don't be afraid to go for it and put your foot down. Yeah, yeah. I think comrades for me is definitely not a time trial. It'll be, uh, I'll just be running. I'll just be racing. So I won't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and just make sure I'm not too puffed. <laughs> and that's what all these long runs are going to be about in the next couple of months, is to work out what the limit is and, and how I'm meant to feel in the longer stuff. With comrades, again, in my opinion, is endurance is, is key. Yes, you need the combination of strength work and all those sort of things. Um, but especially for the training load we've got coming up now in the next uh, 12 to 14 weeks, um, you know, if, if the endurance isn't there, um, you're going to struggle with the load that's going to come. And obviously, as a result of that is injuries and all those sort of things. So that's why it's important in the lead up to it, making sure that at this stage, um, you've got the strength work, in, you know, where it needs to be. And then we go on to endurance in terms of now uh, time on feet, which, uh, you know, Owen, we spoke about many a time. It's important to, to get that time on feet. And, that, and that's what people are starting to do now in, in, in those longer runs because, um, yeah, that, those are the key sessions in making sure that you can um, get to that pointy end and still be able to kick on, which is something that I've learned, um, you know, to to – to obviously, I had to develop that part of uh, my training uh, and obviously um, get that obviously to, to be incorporated into the race itself, which is, it's a fine line, but, but once you get it right, um, yeah, you see the benefits and, and obviously giving you confidence to go forward. That's why I'm excited about the upfront um, without harping about it. <laughs> it's just because uh, the up, it's, it's just to the, Totally different runs, money, um, for yeah. people who aren't aware of it. Um, down run is so specific. Um, and then whereas the up run is, uh, for me, it's, it's more about patience. Uh, but obviously, um, constantly you're working from that first kilometer, you're working. Uh, once you get off West Street, you're working. Uh, but staying patience within yourself and, and backing yourself. So yeah, but pointy end of the race is, um, yeah, don't, don't spare the ponies. Go for it if you can. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, um, what did you put down? You put the gym as uh, February's marker, so you tick that off. Good work. And yep. uh, getting that consistent training. So let, let's carry that one over to March. And um, Carry that over. Well, the volume. Yeah. yeah, the volume. Yeah, the volume. Let's carry that across to March. And it, Although well, I am doing it. The volume will come because I am doing the marathon next Sunday. <laughs> Yes, as a training run. It's a yeah, as a training run. Okay. Will you um obviously look to negative split that? Let's say as because just the way you do your long run as well, or will you do like uh, an actual session? Even I'll probably do yeah. it even. Um, I just said I'd go out at four minute K pace. Um, Dick seems to think I should just go out at four ten. I don't know, and I guess if I feel good, I'll always do the second half harder. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, yeah, he says just to get the distance done. Um, but I don't know. We'll just see what happens on the day. Nothing and, special. And then just a quick one. The week, I'm always keen to hear about people's weeks after their race because, yeah, I see oh, people okay. back this up on Tuesday and I'm like, oh, like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just quickly. This like, is not what, a, traditional, yeah. a traditional pre-marathon program. Yeah. Uh, but it will include, and I'm only run, allowed to run once a day, so obviously Wayne Crackers is running twice a day. So, But Monday's 15K, Tuesday I'll do 20K with a 4K and a 3K with a 
one kilometre jog. Um, the the session I did there, sorry, the session I did. Whoop! Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we're yeah. good. Can you? You're with us, yeah. No. Nope. Now you muted yourself. <laughs> we can see you there, mommy. No, you muted yourself. There you I'm go. Good, You're yeah. back. There back. <laughs> so the session I did last Tuesday was. 20k but with two times four kilometers a k job recovery two times three kilometers k job recovery um so this week i'm only doing one times four one times three in a 20k run dick was really adamant that the wednesday he wanted me to hit 25k so i'm doing that thursday will be 15k with 5k at orange marathon pace i'll probably do that close to 340 which is an orange marathon pace um, just because or something a bit quicker. I'll just see how I feel. I might be um, patient and do it at what I probably would do orange at. And then Friday and Saturday, 10K runs, and then back on to uh, the marathon. So it's still a big week. It's still training. Um, it's definitely not a freshen up week at all. Nice. Nice. Well, all right, Wayne, let's tell us all about the uh, Undercover 100. <laughs> no, that's um, again so good to be back. Um, and just uh, thanks to everyone again for the, the the awesome support and the encouragement. Um, yeah, we knew that um, in the block I'm in, um, the group that I'm training with, we all had um races and marathons at the end of February. Um, and I I knew I'm going to be home, but I wasn't sure as to what I was going to actually do uh, in terms of, of of finding a place or or getting to do a long run, but they were, they were all doing either marathons or 50Ks or 60K runs. Um, so anyway, I got in contact with uh, Dave, with Coach, and I said, look, there's this opportunity to do this, and I'd always been after. I'd never done 100K, so I'd looked at, at, at possibly doing it, and I did a bit of homework, spoke to um, um, several different people, and, yeah, I got the green light, and I said, look, you can do it, provided we obviously um, go into it cautiously, um, and, and again, because I've never done the distance, just see how I feel, um, you know, going through it. So, uh, yeah, I, I knew that I'm, I'm going to be doing it. But again, the reason why I didn't sort of declare it or, or, or put a disclaimer out there was because, uh, in case it didn't work out, I could always have just have done a 50k or 50 miler and then just said, Oh, yeah, it was too much for me on the, at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, the Australian champs were held in Canberra. And, of course, I've got my undercover agents in Mani and a few other people down there and trying to get a bit of the weather forecast and, and look at things uh, to make sure I've got all grounds covered. But leading into it, um, truth be told, I'd, I'd, in terms of long runs, and this is where I know I'm, I'm right where I need to be, um, especially after uh, the 100K on Saturday, was that I hadn't done too many um, – I'd done time on feet, but I hadn't done s- sort of any face-specific long runs. So the time on feet incorporated just just sort of three hour runs, um, three and a half hour runs, um, and I, I, I'd done that sort of thing. And because I'd come off um, a two week break at work, um, I hadn't really, I knew I hadn't had any sort of long running inside of me in, in the legs anyway. Um, but yeah, I came off. Um, the actual race itself um, was. Um, there, there, there's a few interesting points, but the first one I'll put it is what it was a five k loop. 
uh, in what they call Commonwealth Park, which I'm sure people from Canberra will be aware of. And we just went out and back um, 20 times, obviously uh, 20 park runs. That was a, a fun way to see it. Um, I had no idea in terms of how I was going to pace myself, but I, I, I said, look, I'm, I'm just going to get out there and see how I feel. And um, I had my wife seconding me, and obviously after three or four laps, she told me, oi, oi, settle down, because I generally found the first 20 or 30K, uh, even going through the marathon mark, I found it really comfortable. Uh, remember, this is also a flat track. There's no hills. So I, I found this extremely comfortable. Uh, I went through halfway in about three hours and 14 minutes, and I was still feeling super comfortable. I said, my goodness, this is it's feeling really easy. Um, and I knew because my heart rate was extremely low coming to the weather was magic there. Um, and I looked at all the vitals and I said, man, this is, this is good. This feels good. So I'll keep going. Um, the game changer came because this race started at 5 p.m. local time in Canberra. When the sun set and, and, and it obviously got dark, that's when it changed. So from about eight o'clock, eight, eight thirty, Man, it, it got, a lot of the spectators had left, and and it got it got very lonely. Uh, that's the truth. And uh, unlike comrades, where you've got so many spectators and people along the way, uh, this is where the mental battle became tough for me. And and it it, it became, I mean, you know, obviously my 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 rhythm and everything else. Uh, it was hard to regulate, uh, just even pace and and that sort of thing. And I kept talking to myself. So yeah, when it got dark, it definitely got a game, it became a game changer because I struggled to, to keep my rhythm and maintain it. And, um, so yeah, it became a real, uh, a grind, especially from about, uh, 70 to 80k into it. Um, I knew I'm not bailing at that stage because, um, I, I still, I knew the legs still felt real good. So yeah, um, how long so should I, I finished the race and, Again, this is the exact same feeling I had at Comrades last year. When I finished, I remember saying to Bron and Simone from Moore, I said, uh, how do you feel? I said, I feel so good. Like I could, I could keep going. Um, which is, it's, it's, it's a good thing, but it's also, you know, uh, something that you got to go, Hey, just look after yourself because this is not, we've still got 14 weeks of Comrades. So I took so, so much out of my first 100k, um, um, initially, the goal was just to run seven hours. So if I'd run seven hours, it was comfortable. And the instruction was, going, go for, let's aim for seven hours and go. So I knew going to halfway, I was way too hot. When I say hot, the paces, I'm saying, my goodness, this, I need to settle. Um, had I had someone to work with me, uh, I think it would have been a, a totally different race. But I, I certainly knew that I, I didn't, uh, um, I didn't sort of, um, you know, expend too much on the run itself. So, so coming out of it, um, again, uh, for me, I've never been on my feet for, uh, six hours, almost seven hours. So, so, I mean, recently, in recent times, I hadn't been on my feet for such a long period of time. So, um, I knew I'm feeling well because my, my plan has got me in this week. Um, I've just, I've, I've only literally done not even a hundred Ks this week. Um, I've had uh, two full days rest. I didn't run Sunday. I didn't run today. I've had, uh, first time I've had two Sundays off. Um, I ran throughout the week. I caught up with Ben with a run together. Um, so I've done some, some runs, um, um, you know, hour and a half sessions and legs felt amazing. I've got no, there, there was no DOMS, no, no residual towards it. I was back in the gym. 
Um, I haven't done any heel work this week, but certainly um, feeling good. So this has been recovery week. And obviously, um, you know, uh, with 14 weeks to go, um, I'm still home for another week and a half. So, uh, yeah, this is when my, my build for the next, uh, my, my obviously my comrades build, uh, the proper build starts um, this week, we kick it in. So, um, but in, like I said, in, in going into that, um, um, thank you to everyone for the, the amazing, uh, not, not just the support, but the encouragement uh, in terms of, um, uh, many people knew that I'd, I'd been looking to run 100K, uh, but I've never found something that 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 suits what I uh, my eye, uh, so as to speak. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm certainly I learned so much uh, coming out of it. You know, I um you know Owen, I had um my normal hot cross buns. I I, I had that, but um still I, w- I was I was I felt myself I found myself more like I needed more food uh, as opposed to comrades. Uh, so I um I, I had. Tennis biscuits as a backup, so I, I, I kept eating those. Um, but strangely enough, I, I, I found myself um, less with the like I only had two gels, which is extremely unusual. Uh, I, I took several gels with me, but I, I found that I could only take two gels at this 100k event, um, which I took early. I took one at 20, and I took one at halfway. But I didn't feel I needed another one after that. Um, but um, just um, because I had, I've got, I've got a carb drink and electrolyte drink, and in just stocking myself up on those two, it seemed to work real good. So um, that that was something that um, um, I'd never tried before, but it worked well, and that's in combination with the with the, the treats I normally eat um, along the way. So nutrition was on point. Um, the whole run itself, absolutely enjoyed the experience. Um, uh, it gives me, I think, a lot of confidence going forward because I'd like to. Uh, have a real crack at at a proper like at a at a hundred k and obviously it'll be good when you if if I do and when I have one um you know company having people um to chase because it's it's a big thing when when you're on your own it's not easy um which which I'm used to anyway um but just just not in that particular environment so um I think the only one who really knows what happens is Brahman on the day uh, she could see because I, I had to give myself some hard talking to just to make sure that I stay on point. So, yeah, and that's just an awesome experience. And then also the big thing I take out of it is the confidence that I have uh, going into um, my training block uh, for the next 12 weeks or so. Um, because I believe that, you know, obviously um, if you've got good endurance in you, um, it, it, it certainly helps with the training load that's coming. Um, and in terms of how our program is designed, is periodization is, is key. Um, and, and obviously, um, I've got no races planned eminently for the next couple of weeks because we just start loading with the training block. Um, I know that from all the strength work, uh, in terms of gym and all the bounding and the springing that I've been doing for the last two months or so, I could feel the strength coming. Um, uh, you know, obviously the result of that uh, come through because, um, there was no problems in terms of um, I still gave a good kick in the end. I think uh, the last K, I put a kick down, which 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 made me know that hey, hang on, hang on, your strength work is working well. So all of that gives me a lot of confidence. And again, coming out of the camp uh, from everyone at NetBank, um, yeah, so much confidence going forward uh, into, into com- comrades. And of course, uh, it's no secret that uh, 
the Upgrunner is, is my favorite. Yeah, so um, it's, it's it's definitely given me that um, that ticking those boxes in terms of um, knowing exactly what I need to do uh, going forward. So, yeah, I can't wait. Um, I'm like a kid in a candy store. I know Owen, we were just talking about air tickets and looking at that, I, I need to get my act together because <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, um, you know, it's game time now, Marnie. This is, this is the point where, um, you know, it, it, it's all now, you put all your eggs in the basket towards um, June 9th. So, yeah, well, can't you talk, wait. You, you talk down your run a little bit because while you were talking, I just went through <laughs> your 100 splits, case splits on Strava, uh, which were all even. Absolutely yeah. even. She talked about going off pace, but I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it in any no. of the other switch. No, I think if you look three thirty five to pretty much three forty five. No, no, the um the GPS was slightly out, so that's that's the um that's sort of the thing. You gotta look at that. Um in that second half, obviously, um I think money the hardest part in the first half when it was daylight it was easy because you've got lots of people and there were teams running around you, so there were people to yeah. chase. So that, yeah. And the second half, that had dissipated. So there, it wasn't much of that. So, yeah. I, um, I assume they made it in the evening so there was less foot traffic on that path. Um, did they say why it was an evening race? I think they were, they were trying to, you know, obviously with the weather, they were trying to avoid the heat. Because obviously, um, the, it's a 12-hour cutoff. So if we started at 5 a.m., you'd obviously be finishing or running through midday. And mm-hmm. uh, obviously, the, the temperatures would be warm. Uh, because most runners would start to come in, uh, you know, early in the morning. Like, they started coming in 1, 2, 3, 4 a.m. So as opposed to 1, yeah. 2, 3, 4 p.m. So that was their thinking. Um, yeah, it was yeah. interesting, obviously, because there were a lot of, people and but but everyone was it's a public part so you know there there was no and nothing untoward Uh, there was there were two people i helped up that fallen down this is at night obviously um accidentally fallen over and then you you just help pick them up because you you've got to be sharp and that's something i kept talking to myself you know stay alert because it's dark now but um they'd warned us they put up they had um people had headlamps and and that sort of thing but no, an enjoyable experience, and uh, something I haven't done in a build-up to Comrades Owen before. Mm. Um, obviously, this is something totally new, um, and that's why I had to respect the distance. In as much as I had no um, ill effects from the 100k, um, I had to have. Uh, you know, this is the first time only I've had like proper a uh, few days off. Um, uh, I've done very low mileage this week. Nice recovery. Um, but I feel refreshed and recharged. Um, I did in the week. I did some uh, like a progressive run with Ben, um, and I sort of picked mm-hmm. up. Uh, I still had good speed in my legs, and I could feel it there. So, um, th- yeah, nothing untowards in terms of that, which is awesome. Uh, the signs are awesome. So yeah, it just gives me so much confidence going forward into it. And you know, it, it's like I say, whether you're training for a marathon block, but especially a comrades block. Um, getting the timing right is so important, you know, not peaking too soon and, and listening to the body and making sure that you're all in. Like far too many people go out there and they, they do all these huge sessions and smash them, you know, but, but obviously come race day, it's, you know, something's not quite there. And that's the key is that, um, you know, you, you make sure that you, 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 you hit that sweet spot when you need to hit it. Um, and that's why I, I sort of knew from, 
from Marran um, in Canberra that um, I, there's, 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 there's so much more in the tank, which is awesome to, to come out with that sort of feeling. And it's hard to explain to people when you look, they say you, you, it looked easy and comfortable. And, and, and that's what it was. It was meant to be just a comfortable run. And, and by no means, like I said to you guys, if, if, if it didn't work out and, uh, and, and yeah, bailed at 50 or whenever, yeah, that, that was fine too. But that wasn't the case, which is all a testament to the, the good, the strength work and the speed um, that I've been doing leading up to it. So very excited. Can't wait for the next 12 weeks. Um, I'm like a kid in a candy store. I've always been that way with comrades. But uh, this one's a special one because we haven't had one for five years. 2019 is the last one. Uh, and I've got some unfinished business. And um, it's like, you know, going to school and you've, you've done exams, you've studied and you know what uh, you needed to work on. And uh, yeah, going forward, this is this is what I'm so excited about come June 9. You answered all my questions. It was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you answered how to prepare for the unknown and all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah. obviously a lot nicer than going to India to do it. And, um, no, well, an, an interesting one. Sorry, I'll just drop this one in. An interesting one is I believe the World 100K Championships is in Bangalore in India in December this year. So I was told. So I've been told. But not the so, like your first attempt at 100 wasn't in India, you know, like no, there no. are so many people who are stepping <laughs> up and then they make the team. And no, like, you know, yeah. I think that would be a bit gets a bit audacious at that point too, where at least yeah. now you know the distance and the next time yeah. you can you kind of yeah. got that off your back. Exactly. So money. So like like from your point of view, because comrades is new to you and you've been nervous. There's a lots of different things. You, you, you'd be hearing things and because you haven't, you don't know what it's about as such. Um, and, and my word of advice is obviously uh, just trust your training and what you're doing mm. um, and don't be afraid to lean on advice, uh, you know, on people, you, you know, you can trust in, in that sense. But um, don't be afraid of comrades. I always say it is that, uh, um, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people go into comrades and they, um, you, you know, you, you obviously – uh, either think, oh, it's, yeah, I've done a 50, 60, 70K run, so I'll be fine. Um, but yeah, if, if, if you're confident and you've, you've done your homework, um, yeah, don't be afraid of what's to come because, um, you know, it's, you'll be able to on the day itself, um, knowing the people around you and the support system you have, you know, you can, you can get there. It's just about obviously looking after yourself in a conscious manner and that's what I did on, on Saturday is that I looked after myself and I knew okay hang on uh, this is what I'm going to do this is how I'm going to execute yeah. it and um, yeah just in doing that um, like I said I walked away from it and said hey hang on that's um, it's like writing an exam you've passed it you say no that 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 was you know you've ticked the boxes which is if you do the homework um, yeah. you'll get the result so that that's my piece of advice is that you're doing everything you need to do. And uh, like I said, Owen said in the beginning, your block generally starts now. So it doesn't matter, you know, what condition you're in leading into it. Um, you, you knew you had a good base. You know where you're at. Now it's just to build on that. And then obviously come come race day, you know how to run. Um, you yeah. execute accordingly. Yeah, you just use common sense and execute accordingly. Um, I did have one question. You talked about yeah. time on feet runs. And Ben and I have spoken about it, and he's spoken to you about it. Mm-hmm. 
How do you run those and what is the max distance? Well, you've just done 100K, so, but what traditionally, how many would you go on hours for like? Yeah. Because we've so, talked about this, because obviously we're doing a few marathons leading up. Um, mm-hmm. We'll probably go, I guess, to some 50K runs, but the question is leading up, should there be some 60K plus runs? So, so my thing is this, yeah, is, uh, you know, a lot of people place emphasis on numbers and, 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 and you're 100% is that yeah. we, we place the emphasis on, on time on feet. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But should you again, go for a six hour, a six hour long run leading up? No, I wouldn't. Really, no, exactly. no, six hour long run. No, That's no. Again, like, where do you go? Yeah. So, so look, anything within that 60% range of, of what you're doing. So obviously, if you know your goal time, the seven hours. So you, you, then generally speaking, you want to three and a half to four hours should be your goal time for your longest run. That's, yep. that's generally speaking. So, yep. so what I'm saying is in your build up, get comfortable. Like, like for, on my program, um, all my, 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 well, well, my easier runs, obviously, um, time based again are all 90 minutes, 90 minutes to two hours is, is, is consistently that, um, we cut most speed work is cut out now. So, um, yeah. So it's all about endurance. And then obviously yeah. our longer runs um, will start from two, two and a half hours, and then we'll ramp that up. Um, at, at the pointy end, we get to about four, four and a half hours um, yeah, because okay. that's where we want to be. And again, Mani, that's why I said, like, to Ben, I was trying to explain is that, yes, you know, race paces, that's something you can work on, but um, not to go out there and be smashing these long runs. At, it's, it's not about the quicker times or whatever. It's about just yeah. feeling comfortable, um, you know. So, so, so whether your comfortable pace is four fifteen, four thirty, four forty, so be it. Don't worry about the, you know. So you can do three hours at that particular pace, uh, rolling through hills and feeling comfortable. So that's 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 my advice. That's how I would approach it, as opposed to, like I said, um, I know people they just want to go out and, and run a hard run uh, at a quick pace, yeah. you know, for an extended period of time. But what are you getting from it? You know, when you run comfortably, um, endurance pace wise, talking endurance wise, when I, I believe that when you run at an easy pace, conversational pace, comfortably for a long period of time, you develop all the strength that, that's needed in the muscles. So mitochondria and all those mm. things are developed at that phase. Um, that's so key. Um, you know, oh, and I know we speak about it and we've got a listener question coming in, but um, without jumping too far into it, but I, I know that for me on a personal level, those long, easy runs for me yeah. are key every week. They are, it is time on my feet and it's like putting cash in the bank and investing in something come June 9. So long, easy runs are key. I don't care what it looks like on Strava or, you know, oh yeah, you went out and ran for four and a half, four forty per K. Uh, you did 40 Ks. Yep. It's fine. That's that that that's time on your feet, which is gold, which is important. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's why I'm, I'm also fascinated by uh, Dick move, like looking at a comrade's plan, um, like especially because you've mm. mentioned the the faster finish to your long runs, whereas traditionally with comrades, your work in the week is where you're doing your work, and your long run. You're just out there time on feet. Like Bruce Fordyce, the biggest component, most successful comrades run in history, he would go out and do a marathon as a training run and he'd be sitting back with like the sub three bus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he is a nine times comrades winner. Um, mm-hmm. so you look at that and a lot of the, 
traditional comrades runners and we'll go back to the let's say the the common folk um like anywhere from 11 to 12 hours that's where distance becomes a thing so people will go oh 54k long run or um like i know last year i did a 64k long run and then a couple of 50s and obviously marathons um but you need to look at your efficiency so there's no good if you go i'm going to go on distance but you're on your feet for eight hours Mm-hmm. If you're a sub 11 and a half hour comrades runner and you go, hang on, you did 50 Ks in distance, but you're on your feet by eight and a half. Yeah. You need to change that up. The faster runner, more efficient, let's say, who might be a sub three marathoner might go do 50 K at sub five minute K pace, right? So obviously their time and feet is closer and their lapse time and the gap. You again are another different level where your elapse time might be exactly on your moving time. So it's so vast a question as well, like, because I want to kind of give some insight and assistance to those who are your sub 12 hour comrades runner and they don't go out there and run 64K because they might be out there for 11 hours. Um, that's where they need to almost go. I'm going to do three hours max and then go three hours tomorrow and six hours on a weekend, but do it back to back for endurance. Yeah, double long, double yeah whereas for you, because you're more efficient, you could go do 65 because you're, you're more efficient. Your stops are quick getting your gels or your drinks in. It's a long run, but then you're on again. You're not walking every 5k either. Um, which a lot of your quintessential comrades finishers will do because that's what they need to do on race day as well. Um, so it's such a, we could literally do a whole episode purely on, uh, the long run because again, etched in comrades history people have numbers and it's like yes. my grandfather and his grandfather told me i should do 54k long runs and that's what it's about and they'll do laps of the car park and the lapse time is eight hours <laughs> but you know like and that's where a lot of the mistakes are made because people go on distance and opposed to time on feet and i'm a big believer in time because it keeps people a bit more honest yeah. um yeah. And also just to, just to add to that is that because <clears throat> um, I've seen people um, at all spectrum, like, you know, quicker runners and, 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 and the not so quick, um, try and do too much too soon. So they start to do these long, real long runs in March. Now this time, you know, <laughs> and then they sort of settle down and then you, you, you go, what's going on here? Because, you know, you you've obviously telling your body that hang on. Uh, you know, um, I've got something coming soon, but yeah, to send the message at the right time, money is, is key. Um, that that's my belief. So obviously, um, getting used to now at this stage, especially March and April, um, time on feet. So obviously the longer runs, um, you know, practicing your fueling and doing everything you need to do should become, yeah. you should get, get something normal, become accustomed to it. And, and yeah. And then, um, obviously, Looking at your program and how it's designed is key because uh, speed is something that, yes, it's important to have, but knowing when to put it in is, is even more crucial. And that's something I learned with, um, with training with the lads I've been training with for the last few years is that um, knowing when to add it is important. So in my opinion, uh, time on feet, especially in the next um, eight to ten weeks, is very important. Mm-hmm. And building that progressively, uh, you know. Um, that that's gold. You you cannot take anything away from it. 
Um, I've even, again, spoken to, I've got friends who, who just want to run uh, 10, 11 hour comrades and they ask the same things and I, I said the same things. I said, lads, this is the key is just to make sure you slowly build and, and, and get that endurance where it needs to be. So yeah. cardio, cardio efficiency is, is stamina and stamina is something you develop. Um, you know, obviously, um, we've been big advocates for aerobic based training. Which is what we're talking about. We're at that uh, point now where we're just getting a lot of aerobic stuff done. And yeah, the speed is, is a byproduct of, of stuff that will come. Um, yeah. Because it's something that, that, you know, it's there and you can just tweak it and fine tune it. So yeah, it's exciting. It's an exciting phase we're in now because it's, uh, this is where, you know, people can, you can make or break your comrades and you want to make sure you, yeah. you keep it at that important end. All right. Um, I'll go pretty quickly. My, I've just had a, a stock standard month. I think I said to Marnie before, I think even Wayne jumped in. Um, I'm pretty much in and going into the trenches now, even more so. Um, so yeah, I, I, I kind of tick the boxes. Um, going into a race you've never done before is also a bit odd because it's also a distance you don't do as well, like 56k. So it's something that you, you just don't do other than if you go and do this race. Um, so it has so many variables that like, yeah, um, I'm going to have to kind of really, and I, I am somebody who unpicks a race quite heavily to be as prepared as I can. Wayne's smiling because he knows, uh, how much like <laughs> kind of depth, like we'll kind of unpack and I'll even watch races to kind of go, right. This is what I need to visualize and I want to get there and. Everyone's probably listening going, yeah, you're a bit different, but I kind of go, if I'm going to do 20 weeks, why am I not going to give myself the best chance mm. to execute? Um, so, I watch races, don't feel embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, like, and you, you have to be flexible is what I've learned, especially now that, you know, got the two boys and everything else associated with that. If you miss a run, you miss a run and you move on. Um, whereas previously, like I was really fixated on, Oh, I'll go out at eight o'clock at night to get it done. Or whereas now you've gone to work, you've had a day. It's not going to be the be all and end all, and probably actually is going to be more beneficial if you do miss that one. Um, and just pivot if you need to move things around. You just that's what you do. Um, yeah, as we mentioned, got out to what we affectionately known as Death Valley, um, which is all on road and just hilly, barren big camber so it is perfect for the kind of races that we're looking at doing but why I also like it is like the mental side of it because what tends to happen is everybody will go out together and because it's great it rolls and you go down into the valley but then a grenade goes off and it's each person for themselves on the way back and that's when you're actually really getting your training done because now you're sitting there going I've got about 15 to 18k by myself no one else around to chat to and distract you and you need to start nailing things so nail your nutrition make sure if it's half an hour you're having your gels you take that gel at half an hour because 10 minutes later you're going to be kind of just too late um so those are the little i suppose reasons why i love it even more because it separates um, from a lot of sanitized training that you could potentially do. Um, yeah. And in a heel block too, 
I think I, in the week I did 15 by 45 seconds and I finished that and said to myself, this might have been the hardest session I've ever done in my life. And it wasn't the physical side. It was, again, the mental side of going, oh, 15 is easy. This is it's a breeze. You did 10 the week before. But it's staying tuned in and mm-hmm. going, whatever you did that first one in, that is now the benchmark for the remaining 14. And you compete with yourself and go, right, that corner of the road is where you need to get to on every rep. Um, so it's those little things that you set yourself and why it made it quite hard. And they got to the end one and you're like, oh, I made it to that corner every single rep. And you give yourself this almost uh, high five to yourself in the middle of a street to go, you did it. You proved yourself that you, you could do this. And it will come in handy at 52K when you're going, you know, cresting Constantia or on the, you know, that side of the run, Wayne, and mm-hmm. you go, right, you've just done this big climb. You've done it. Now go downhill to the, like, that's the way I look at races as well. Like I'm a big um, yeah. visualizer of where you want to be feeling in certain mm-hmm. spaces of a race. So, yeah, it's just now the next four weeks or so is really about building that. Back to that long run, as I mentioned, the last episode, the next four weeks kind of look like two and a half hours Saturday into three and a half Sunday or vice versa. And today was kind of where I, again, gave myself that bit of a high five to go. You did a big day yesterday and you backed up solo again today. You got through it. Yeah, it was average. (laughs) The first 10K was horrible and not physically, just more, again, the mental of pick yourself up, put your big boy pants on and get this done. Um, Yeah, so the little things, nutrition, if it's 20 minutes to the end of your run and you're due to take a gel, take a gel because you're starting your recovery. Like Again, people might sit there and go, oh, geez, that's $4. But if you're (laughs) travelling to the other side of the world, you want to leave no stone unturned. I'm getting my recovery in, right? Get back to the car get your fueling straight away, your protein and then some car. Like this is not the time to skimp on things, even in terms of, oh, I've gone five hours without any food. Well, try and find a gap somewhere to get something in. Um, yeah. And I think not being selfish with your time, but now's not the time to be trying to fit everything in. Your social life, not to become a hermit, but you, you've got to start moving towards that way for the next four weeks or so because the reward will be worth it in six weeks. But, yeah, that's my little uh, February life story. Yeah. No, I was just listening, listening to you, Owen. It's um, two oceans. A lot of people, um, for those who aren't aware, it's, uh, it's that kind of race where if if the same thing, you it's a formula you need to get, get right because – those first 28 k's are, are fairly. It's it's straightforward. It's it's flat as a pancake. It's 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 fairly straightforward. And but it's it's a race of two halves. And um, I think you nailed it. But you say like Dead Valley. You you know, it's simulating that second half is when you're on your own and it's time to work. Because yeah, come 40 k, you start climbing aggressively um, for the next four or five k's. And then obviously you've been working all the way up there. And then that finish, the last six or seven, oh, and you'll experience it as it's a fast finish. It's just, it's a net downhill. It's just, so if your legs are, if you're stumped, and especially if you're, 
your hip flexors and your glutes are cooked. <laughs> you can't go down. So, um, and it's still fresh in my memory because I did it just, just a year ago. Um, I remember that feeling coming out of it and I went, wow. Um, you, you know, you need to have, if, if you're racing to oceans, you need to make sure you, you get the formula right just to, to be able to, to, to work, you know, uh, through Constantia. Um, look after yourself coming up chappies and then obviously to be able to have the strength to finish it. Um, yeah, which is where even Carla Molinaro, um, Owen, I knew she'd have a good comments because I saw her finish two oceans. Um, she did that well. She, she, you can see she, she looked after herself in that first half, you know, worked up Constantia and then she started to pick all these girls in, you know, and then bang, she finished. I couldn't believe her finish. I went, my goodness, she put the hammer down. So, you know, you're getting it right when you, when you're working on all those keys. So yeah, it's, you, you, you'll enjoy the journey. I know you'll enjoy it personally, Owen, because you like the challenge and, um, you'll certainly be up for it because you, you would have done the homework. So there's nothing wrong at, at looking at, at all pretties of the oceans <laughs> anyway. And you asked me to come to this episode with a time. So seeing that. Yes. Uh, we're rolling. I might roll it so that we're going to do an episode probably a week or so before. So I'll roll it to that episode because I think I'll just okay. need another month just to see. <laughs> Where everything's at. <laughs> no pressure. We'll, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll park it. Because I was, again, on that one, I want to do a bit more digging. Um, yeah. Because I just want to see what the conversions kind of look like. Um, yeah, that'll be good. So I might pick your brain on that. Picked a few people's brains and shot yeah. messages. So. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, it's a race I've never raced. And I'd like to race it too someday. So um, it's something that's in my little memory bank too. I'd like to. I like to have a click at it, yeah. Um, yeah, it's something that suits me too. I feel it suits my my sort of style, racing style anyway. Because the hills come second half, that's where I – because I remember this year talking to a few of the guys, say, come on, let's go. And they were like, no, nah, i got nothing. And I said, come on, you guys. <laughs> so, yeah. That's 650 metres, I think, in 56-odd yeah. K. So, yeah, yeah pretty pretty decent. Um, all right, I know cautious of time, so we'll try and whip through this one. Uh, we had a listener question. Um, do you think mileage is important? So obviously we covered that. I think we could probably miss that part of it. Um, yep. And we we'll can just go with what do you classify as your most important run of the week? Long run. Nah, I think I'll, I'll endorse. I'll endorse what Marnie says. It, it long, it's long run. <laughs> long run is key because, again, it's, it's our discussion on, on t- time on feet is, is crucial. I think one that I can add into this, Owen, is that um, yes, long runs is key, but especially at this time now when we're going into um, that, you know, we start to get the elevation up. Um, incorporating our, our hill repeats uh, at, at this point. Uh, as something that you, you should be, you should definitely have in your program at this stage. Um, you know, start, start easy and then progressively build on those, uh, come the next, uh, two to three months. So yeah, the long runs and some heel repeats. Don't be afraid to, um, to put those into it, including downhills too. So, so, cause we've got a bit of downhill running too. So yeah, going up and down is, is key. So. I'll, I'm going to differ with both of you. Like, and okay. again, this was a personal opinion. Um, for me, the long run is almost a bit of a fait accompli. You can't, you know, that's going to happen in your week, right? But the difference, and 
there's a lot of runners that don't do one is a midweek long run. And for me, again, I've mentioned it a few times here now, it's the mental side because you do know most people do a Tuesday session and a Thursday session. If you can back up off a Tuesday, especially afternoon, into a morning midweek long run, the gains personally that I feel I get from that are massive. Um, again, mileage sort of comes into the part we've moved on from, but mm. it's an extra 20k in your week. It's on legs from a session the night before. And I don't know, I think most of my marathons, that's what I attest a lot of the results down to is the midweek long run. Um, because you come off that and you go, geez, I've done 18 to 20k in the morning before most people have woken up. You have the whole day to feast your way through the day. And I don't know, just it gives me that real confidence booster that things are are going well. But yeah, that's just my personal opinion on the most important for me. No, that's and that's that's a valid one yeah. too. Obviously, um, yeah, long runs is like money, and I think the way we're talking, obviously, yes, we got our weekend ones, but I'm sure money's also you know we've in, got a we've Tuesday got one, we've got a Thursday long run. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. We've for me, Sunday I've got. If you call it, I've got three or four in a week, so they're all long runs. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> they're all yeah. over 25. I class anything over 25. A long run. run. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But I think even, you know, your sub four, mar- for someone who's trying to break four hours, a lot of the times I'll have my fellow running friends who will be, oh, I really want to break four. Really. Oh, let me have listen to your week. What is it? And it's actually just the simple tweaks because there's a lot of emphasis on sessions at that level where yeah. people are like, oh, I want to be hitting my Tuesday, Thursday, and then, and you actually sit there and go, you know what, if you actually just added an extra run on a Wednesday in between the two or yep. a, yeah, something if, in the if middle. You, if you're doing traditional sessions Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, then 100% yep. you need a 25K Sunday, um, Wednesday run. But I have a feeling that Wayne might run a little bit more like me where our Tuesday, Thursday are actually long runs. Mm. And Sunday is actually a long run. But yes, 100% Erwin, if you're doing those traditional Tuesday, Thursday sessions, 100% you need 25k or 20k on the Wednesday. Yeah, it's I think like, important. because you see a lot of, again, those candidates at those times, your sub fours, three thirties, and where they aren't getting that goal is normally around the 36 to 42k mark. And yes, there might be pacing and whatever. But a lot of the time, it's that endurance. And by just adding that level in the middle of the week, that adds a bit more fatigue to the back end. Well, I just think it's such an untapped secret at that level of running um, that people who are trying to break four, it's almost all about your sessions and then your long run at the end of the week. Whereas just add something in the middle of the week just to kind of give you a bit more accumulated fatigue as you're going on. Because that's what the marathon is effectively about. That's how you're handling the accumulated fatigue, right? And yeah. the better conditions you get to that, the better you deal with it on the day. Um, and I think there's probably just too much freshness. And then you come to this race and you go, oh, 36K, the piano's jumped on my back. What's happened here? <laughs> but, yeah, so. Yeah, I oh. think crucial. So this is when we started, you know, it becomes bread and butter. So yeah, getting 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 those long runs in and again we've discussed the time on feet, 
it, it, it should be definitely like I would, I would definitely any day someone tells me, hey, at this stage, what's more important to you? And I said, now time on feet. We can't, can't explain it more. It, it, it's crucial. And it's what, it's what you're developing during those sessions that are key. So you want to make sure that, hey, hang on. I've just finished the 25, 30K run. I'm ready to go. It's the next day. Hey, hang on. I feel good. Let's go. Yeah. So you know that you can back up from it. And, and that's what good endurance and a good base does is just make sure you can handle the training load that's coming now. So you don't, you, you don't want to get to, you know, high mileage weeks and man, my body's smashed. I can't handle it. Now you want to get to it and mm-hmm. say, yeah, come on, bring the next week on. Come on, bring it on, bring it on. And that's, with all of that, you can hear the way I'm talking. The confidence comes. You go, bang, all right, what's next? Bring it on. It's just like getting in the ring, knocking it out. Saying, all right, come on, what you got next? Come on, bring it on. And as time goes on progressively towards June 9, you know, you just build and you keep building. And that's why it's important you get the formula right and don't peak too soon. Plenty of people get that wrong. I've got it wrong. So, um it's key to take out of that. And that's something that if anyone can take out from today's session is, uh, you know, in my opinion, is just make sure you, you don't be afraid to say, hang on, ease back on it. And, and, and it's about getting the time on the legs. Key. All right. Marnie's got to go to bed. Uh, she's uh, three hours ahead, weighing only two, but she'll be probably in bed in the next half an hour too. Uh, thanks guys uh, this will go out and we'll Thank hear you. from everybody again at the end of the month awesome looking forward awesome. to it again money thanks It'll for your help <laughs> uh, with the weather